Good evening. Good evening. Yep. Good evening, folks, to another edition of uh, Dick's Picks here on this Friday evening. Uh, plenty of stuff to get to. Part of the best weekend of football all year. Yeah, close to it. A lot of, a lot of playoff games this year. A couple extra games with uh, letting that seven seed get in. So, plus we got the Natty coming up. So, big weekend. Yeah, if I would have told you before the season, uh, did you think the NFL and college football would actually crown a champion this year? Uh, I thought NFL would for sure, just because they're more of a play. You know what? I th- I really thought college would, but I thought I didn't think there was a chance college would get a full season in. But but they've managed to do it, and uh, here we are. Yeah, I agree. I think college football. I was a little skeptical there if they're gonna be able to uh, complete a season and just get all the testing right and certain teams only playing a certain amount of games and stuff, but. Hey, we're here. Final two teams able to crown a champion. So I think that's good for uh, sports and uh, good for the, the athletes as well. But uh, we'll start there first. No, end in fact. What? End with the, the grand finale on Monday night. Oh, it's college football. Yeah, good. end with it. All right, we'll end with it then. We'll start then. We'll go with the uh, NFL playoff picks first. Um, first game, Saturday, 1 o'clock start, uh, Indianapolis at Buffalo. Who do you like in that one? Uh, the Bills Mafia is finally – they're going to let, uh, I think, 6,500 fans in past COVID tests. They can get in the game and so uh, finally get some fans there in uh, Bills Stadium. So the Bills, they've really been probably the – between them and the Ravens, been the hottest team and the Packers. I think the hottest, the hottest teams coming into uh, coming into the playoffs. So I kind of like the Bills continue that stretch and Philip Rivers continue his playoff woes, which he, I mean, he's never been really good in the playoffs, and uh, I don't think that changes. I like the Bills to win here. Yeah, I like the Bills to win as well. I think the Colts do cover this game. I think it's a little bit closer than people think. Um, what I think is they the line? Can- uh, line is six and a half. I think they cover. I think it, they might lose by six. Um, <clears throat> I think they keep within a touchdown. Um, I think Indianapolis really can run the football on anybody, and that's what uh, Kansas City did to Buffalo earlier this year. I think that's their one weak point that uh, teams can expose in the postseason here with Buffalo is that run defense. If they're committed to the run, uh, I think Indianapolis is the team that can do so. And also their defense hasn't played as well recently, but it's still – uh, a pretty good defense. They really don't allow too many big plays. Uh, I know Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, they're on the injury report. Um, they'll be all right. I think they'll play, especially Diggs. I think Diggs is actually going to be the X factor in this game because Buffalo really isn't that good of a running football team. But I think Josh Allen will make enough plays. And you saw against the Steelers go down field against this team. And Stephon Diggs is going to be that guy in this one. Yeah, we're – and we're gonna have another ups, uh, which which doesn't doesn't surprise me. How to fill in the playoffs? Yeah, but I, I could see him coming out playing good in the first half and the bullshit. Know, give people some hope. And he that, might give a little bit of hope. No, he'll give hope. That's what he does. And then boom, no collapse in the second half. <laughs> Buffalo gets a couple key turnovers, and like I said, they'll win this game. Uh, but I do think it's closer than people think. Um, but I, I do. I I think Phil Rivers. Playoff woes will continue, and he just won't continue to make plays. A little bit of a side topic, though, but um, I saw Colin Coward talking about it. I totally disagree with the take 
but I've, I've also heard it from many others. Um, if you swapped out Rivers and Ben, um, you know, that Rivers would have these multiple Super Bowls and all that. I don't necessarily agree with that. Do you? Um, I don't necessarily disagree with it because Ben, he's been the best in his career within the last 10 years. And when he's won the Super Bowls, it wasn't really because of him. It was more, I think it was because our defense, that was when the, the steel curtain was kind of back there. We had top defense. So I don't, I don't think Ben was a significant factor. You could, I, I'm not opposed to, I don't know if Philip Rivers would have made it to the big one, but we still would have been good. Yeah. I mean, I think he still would have been good, but <clears throat> that throw that Ben made against Arizona, I'd never have seen Phil Rivers <laughs> make that type of throw. I don't, that's the difference, I think, is big-time throws like that. I just don't see Phil Rivers making. And also, you know, they always say, oh, he didn't have as much weapons as Ben's had. And, oh, uh, bullshit. You got LaDainian Tomlinson, Hall of Fame running back, Antonio Gates, probably two of the best players maybe ever at their position. So I don't want to hear that argument. And you got guys on the outside, Vincent Jackson and Keenan Allen late. Yeah, Melvin Gordon, uh, Austin Eckler, late running backs. Yeah. Turner, that's going way back, but uh, he was even a running yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, they even had some solid defensive players, Sean Merriman. Uh, I know he was a defensive player of the year one year, so I really don't want to hear the personnel argument. I think it's actually pretty even. Uh, I think it's just a matter of making big-time throws and clutch moments, and I don't think Phillip Rivers has ever done that, in my opinion. Ever. Nope, they should have kept Drew Brees. Yeah, probably. They might have uh, two, three. They were worried about his shoulder. Yeah. Goes to show you how big it is uh, getting that quarterback right in the NFL. And we'll uh, kind of transition to that here for the second game tomorrow. Uh, the Rams at Seattle. I think the Rams are three and a half point underdogs. Who do you like in this one? Uh, I would say. In Seattle, Russell Wilson, um, with all the all the uncertainty with Goff's thumb, if if Waffles is in, it's it's guaranteed Seahawks victory. But I think still with Goff in, I still Seahawks defense. We talked about they've been playing better lately, and uh, Seahawks kind of they haven't let Russ cook as much. They've kind of relied on the run game more, just let him make plays here and there. I think I think Russell make plays with his legs and. Uh, Seattle will win the game no matter who's starting, but worse if Waffle's starting. Yeah, I think Seattle wins this one at home. I do think it's close down to a few plays, which Russell Wilson will make those two, three plays that are key in that game that really changes the game. He'll, he'll be the one to take over when they need to. And I know the Rams uh, possibly might have golf in this one. They get Cam Makers back, Cooper Cup. That should help them a little bit, and, and they, they could rely on this defense. But, again, I just think Russ at home will make those few plays where, um, you know, the defense will need to get a stop, big third downs, and he'll find a way uh, to make it. And he'll, he'll always find Lockett. Those two have that great connection, especially when he's out scrambling. I've, it's probably the best in the league. And then, then they got a big play throw on the outside, as good as anybody, DK Metcalf. But – uh. The Rams defense is good. The, the, if the Rams hang around this game, if the Rams win, it will be because of that defense making plays. Yeah, I, th- I think it will be a low-scoring game. I see a 21-17 type game. Yeah, I would agree. I don't I don't know if there's going to be a lot of scoring. 
Yeah, especially the way Seattle's offense kind of bogged down here second half of the year. I, th- I think this is an under game. I don't, I don't know what the under is. I didn't, I didn't look at that, but that could be a play. Yeah, it's probably in, usually they're in the mid 40s to 50, somewhere in there. Yeah, then the nightcap Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Washington football team. Uh, I think Washington's an eight point underdog. Um, who do you like there? You know, this game is is eerie similar to that Bears game on a Thursday night. I know it's the playoffs now, but it's just similar that Washington's offense has done nothing special all year. But I sadly, think, I agree, Dick. I think they have the second rest ranked defense in the in the in the league. So I think this defense will give Tom Brady fits. I don't. I don't. I don't know if it'll 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 give the football team a win, but I think I think it'll be close. I like I like the I like the Buccaneers by a field goal. Yeah, I was actually going to go that same route. I think Buccaneers by you know, you know what? You're, you're picking the Buccaneers. Give me the football team. They're winning. <laughs> I, I think it's going to be a close game. I think, I think definitely... the football team will upset them. Yeah, I think they're going to put a scare. Ron Rivera. Bay. Teams with under 500 records going into the playoffs are undefeated since – well, I don't know about undefeated, but the two, two most recent they've won. So, so give, give me the football team. Why not? Yeah. I um this defense it might give Tom Brady some fits. He struggled against top defenses this year. Yeah, and night games he's really struggled. He wants to go to bed. So uh, yeah, that Saints game was ugly. The Bears, Rams. Yep. I I see this pass rush. Chase Young, uh, he's a dominant force. He'll be getting after it. Yep. Um, and this line struggled against good pass rushes, as you mentioned. And they really don't try to run the ball enough. They always try to throw with Bruce Arians. Um, and Ron Rivera kind of owns Bruce Arians a little bit back to the days where he was coaching at Arizona, Rivera, and, and uh, Carolina just blew the fucking doors off them in that NFC championship game about four years ago, I believe it was. Yeah, it was the year they went, to, they went to Super Bowl and played the, the Broncos. But uh, You talk about teams th- pulled down. That was a perfect example. Hey, hey. And also, I forgot about this. The last time a team under 500 made the playoffs, it was the 7-8-1 Panthers coached by Ron Rivera. Against an eleven-win team, how many wins the Bucks have this year? Seven. Or I mean, eleven. They had a, yeah, they had eleven. And guess what? They're coached by Bruce Arians, the same guy Ron Rivera beat. So I don't know. The, the stars are aligning a little bit. I, I think it's destiny for the football team to, to yeah, beat Tom I think Brady. This, I think this got upset written all over it. I really agree. do. I'm taking the upset. You can take your cover, but I'll take the upset. Um, I'm really debating it here, actually. You can't switch now that I switched. Hey, you switch. I could switch, too. <laughs> no. I yeah, switched because I want to be different. Actually, I'll just, I won't even pick who wins outright. I'll just take Washington in the cover as of right now. Right. Who wins outright? I want to hear. The people no. want to hear. Donuts <laughs> wants to hear. The people want to hear. All right, well, I'll go with – uh. I'll go with Tampa. I think Brady makes a few plays, and this offense for Washington is is pretty limited. Um, but I'm, I'll definitely root for Washington this one. Everything oh, Rivera sure. has, had to go, has, had, uh, has had to go through Alex on Smith. top of Alex Smith. Uh, I can't believe he's actually out there playing. If you watch that documentary on uh, ESPN, 
just watch a little bit of that, folks, and see that he's actually out there playing. It, it's actually pretty amazing just for him to even be out there playing. You sent some tweets out about that, didn't you? I did. You loved it. And I did. So uh, <laughs> it, it really is, though. I mean, if you watch that, you'd think the guy would never play again. It's it's pretty amazing stuff that he's actually out there. And on top of that, uh, Terry McLaurin's a pretty good receiver. Antonio Gibson's had a nice, solid year. Uh, Logan Thomas, the tight end. Yep, Logan Thomas. And this defense for Tampa Bay uh, has been really wildly inconsistent all year. Um, I, I Honestly, if this game had fans in it, it would be a nice home field advantage for Washington. Night game, that crowd roaring roaring down on Brady as that pass rush get, gets after him. I, I kind of miss seeing that part of it, but uh, I expect a close game. Yeah, I agree. I expect it to be real close. I think maybe a little more low scoring than what people think. Yeah, I think it's just tough to bet against Brady in the playoffs, regardless. That's for sure. Well, the last year he showed he's a little, he's human. Yeah, he didn't play. He he's almost the reason they lost that game against the Titans. He played bad. Yeah, and even this year against playoff teams, he's been pretty bad. I mean, again, they've gone hot here at the end, but against Cancun defenses, folks, teams that were just done for the year <laughs> that uh, that had coaches fired is the worst ever. <laughs> yeah, and um. Minnesota, he tore up, and uh, Atlanta twice. He just he ripped them a new asshole too. But I mean, Atlanta's <laughs> been done for freaking since the season began. That team was done. Yeah, um, but, yeah. We'll go to uh, Sunday's action. This is my blowout game of the week: uh, Cleveland Browns at Steelers. Steelers six point fairs. This is my blowout of the week. I'm gonna lay it out there. I think it's a thirty one. 14-31-10 type game. I think the Steelers roll in this game. I agree. The Browns, they got too much adversity to face, and quite frankly, they're just not used to being in this situation in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's been here before. They know what to do, and uh, they'll come out They'll come out winners. I, I do think it's big, too. I think Ben, ben plays well, uh, gets all the receivers involved. Defense comes up big, has Baker, Baker and Fitz. I will say the key to this game, we have to – have to stop Chubb and Hunt in the run game. If they get start getting loose in the run, uh, use the time of possession, eat the clock in their favor, I, it does help the Browns. But uh, I think I think Pittsburgh will just – I think the offense will, will kind of piggyback what if they had uh, against, last, Indy. against Indy. And even last week when they had the starters that were playing played well and kind of made those DBs look like – look like uh, – I don't I don't even know. But – uh. Look like they had their feet stuck in mud, maybe. But uh, I think I think Pittsburgh Pittsburgh will win handily. I don't know if it's thirty-one fourteen blowout, but I think I think they win thirty-four thirty-four twenty-six. Yeah, see, I see a blowout in this game. I really do. I think it's a great matchup for the Steelers. And please, Coach Snowman Randy Fickner. Let Ben cook, please. Let him throw those moon let shots. Let him call deep. the plays. Just, just yeah. let him call the plays. Please let him throw these moon shots deep on this secondary and beat this team think, like drums. I do think uh, the Browns are getting some secondary players back. Denzel Ward and uh, maybe another one. So that should, Sandejo. yeah, that should that should help their their defensive back woes they had last week against Rudolph. Yeah, I I, I expect they continue because it's been bad all year, regardless of those guys been in or out. Olivier Vernon, one of their best pass rushers, obviously. Other than Garrett, he's out. Uh, Jewel Batonio, the guard's out. I think this pass rush is going to feast. Highsmith got going a little bit last week, just enough to give you a little bit of hope. 
Um, and, I, and Watt back healthy. I think Cam Hayward has a big game in this one, too. And the Steelers need a playoff win, folks. It's been a long time coming for these Steelers fans. They, they need a playoff win here. Bad. Yep. Um, not enough of them we've seen recently. I think his team comes out hungry. Sunday night, again, it would be great if there was fans there. I, Cleveland wouldn't stand a chance if there was fans in this game, folks. Uh, that crowd would be roaring, playing Renegade. Sunday night, nothing better, but uh, I, I do. I think we roll in this you'd one. Probably, you'd probably be there if they had fans. I, I would be. I'd be one of the fans, actually, folks. Yelling that they're fraudulent, yelling, <laughs> screaming out of the stands. Uh, but I do think I do think once the Steelers game, the excuses will be coming out the wall for the Browns, the, the coach and, you know, and other guys having COVID. And only, so I think today was the first day they practiced all week. So, so they do have a little bit of adversity, but uh, I don't know. I wish the Browns were playing somebody else besides. I mean, I do, but I don't, because I, I would like to see the Browns win a playoff game, but obviously not against the Steelers. So it is. Oh, what I it don't is. care if they ever win a playoff game ever again <laughs> in their franchise. <laughs> it is what it is. But I will say, one big loss. I don't think Cleveland can necessarily expose it uh, with with Joe Hayden being out. But I'm not. Is he have COVID? Huge fan of that. Yeah, he's going to be out. Oh yeah, he'll be back. But. Uh, Cortland Sutton will be in there, but I'll tell you what, if there somehow gets down to Justin Lane, folks, oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> third round pick. And I'll, I'll say this about the Steelers. We'll actually talk about this. We need to bring Artie Burns back. The way they draft receivers is so good, but they are just as terrible at evaluating <laughs> defensive backs in the draft. Artie I mean, Burns. All the good D-backs, <laughs> yeah, I mean, all the good D-backs we have, you know, been free agency yeah. or trades, but we, boy, the ones we draft, folks, what, my God. Yeah, we got Minka and uh, Steven Nelson and Joe Hayden. We didn't draft any of them. Yeah, and Mike Hilton was undrafted, was so that doesn't even count. <laughs> he's all right. He's, so, he's good at his role. Yeah, but – I mean Terrell Edmonds. He's. he's I, think I don't think he's. I don't. I don't think the verdict's done on him. I don't think he's terrible, but he he hasn't quite lived up to first round potential. But he's he's a viable starter. Well, I think that's the problem right there. That if he would have been a third, fourth round pick, say it would have been a great pick. I mean, he looks like he's a serviceable NFL safety. But when you draft somebody in the first round, you're expecting high impact plays, and he just doesn't do that. And really. A lot of the uh, analysts and scouts who go back to that year, they you know they said we reached, we could have gone in the third, fourth round. So I think that was the problem, where he was drafted more necessary than actually his play. I'd say. Yeah, then, uh, Artie Burns was a first round pick too, wasn't he? And he could have been a fourth. <laughs> he round He could have been undrafted. Oh yeah. my God, is he bad? Uh, pitiful. Yeah, I mean they just they haven't done a great job of evaluating. Defensive backs in the draft. It's a sum they can't do well. Sean Davis, I know he's back on our team now as a backup. (laughs) He was bad too. And those guys we got now, Joe Hayden, he's not getting any younger. So we're going to have to, we're going to have to start evaluating these guys and find somebody to play here in the near future. Go get another free agent once his <laughs> once he's done. Steven Nelson's still a fairly young corner. I think he's only twenty six, maybe. Yeah, we might have to get a free agent. Shit, we can't draft him. Yeah, but um, you know that, that's basically it there on the Steers. And one last thing, though, I'll have to mention: hot dogs will not be starting <laughs> at center, so it's a win. He played last week, and it was a loss. Loss. It's a guarantee. He gets in the game. Look out. <laughs> yeah, and they'll put him in this week, folks. You will see him in. 
if they're on the goal line at the one yard line, they do that heavy package shit and number 60 or whatever number he wears is eligible. Yeah, give him a hot dog, throw him a bone. Uh, he'll be in the game and they will get stoned right at the line of scrimmage. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I do think, uh, kind of brought up a point. We, you said we need to let Bat and Cook. We still need to try to get a form, uh, uh, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. A formidable, formidable run game, a respectable run game. Teams actually will respect the run, and uh, I think we do need to try that and just let James Connor, Benny Snell can sh- get shit can. He's terrible, but uh, let let Connor let Connor run a little bit and uh, at least at least give him that threat that we can run the ball. Yeah, I thought last week they did run it a little more, a little bit better. Not great, but I mean it was. Okay, at least I, it was better than what I've seen recently. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Pouncey back should 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 strengthen the line, even though he hasn't had quite. He's voted a Pro Bowler, but he hasn't had quite the the Pouncey year that we're used to. Yeah. So we'll go to the one o'clock game. I think it's part of the game of the weekend. I agree. Many people see it that way. Um, Baltimore at Tennessee. Tennessee, a three point home underdog. Um, rematch of last year and, and even this year they played each other. Tennessee winning both those games. Um, you like Baltimore in this one? I do. I do like Baltimore. I picked. I think last podcast I I said Baltimore was going to make the Super Bowl. I really think this team's hit their stride. I think Lamar Jackson's going to get that playoff monkey off his back. The defense going to find find a way. I don't, it's it seems pretty hard, but they're going to. I wouldn't say shut down Henry, but they'll contain Henry and limit him as much as you can limit Derrick Henry. But uh I like I like the the Ravens offense here to score a lot of points against the fraudulent, fraudulent Titans defense and uh I like the Ravens to win this one I'll say 41 41-34. I'm gonna go the other way in this one. I like the Titans at home. I think they get the upset win, at least the way the odds make you see it. I like Tennessee in this game. Um, they they beat them two times in a row. Obviously, I know it's I think, a little I think bit a different. Of, I think a lot's changed since that last game. I don't know. This defense has been fraudulent all year, but they seem to play well against uh, Jackson. I don't know. I think I think I think Lamar is going to have a big day. J.K. Dobbins, big day running the ball. Uh, Lamar throw it when he needs to, and quite frankly, just go up and down the field on the Titans. I think it's key who gets up early in this game first. Um, if Baltimore's able to get up early, control the tempo, that would be that they're, that's their game. They got to get up on people. But if they get down, force Lamar to throw from behind, I just I just don't see him getting it done. And they're gonna pound Derrick Henry. You know they're gonna pound that rock probably forty times. And he tore that ass up for against Baltimore the last two times. I, I see it happening again. And I know this team's been playing better. They are hot, but they were hot last year in the team to beat. Uh, coming off the bye in the previous year, they were hot as well, and they lost to a guy we just said who's uh, had horrible playoff woes in Phillip Rivers. So uh, I got to, you know, see it happen before I, I really believe it with uh, with the Ravens here. And they gave up 42 to uh, the Cleveland Browns in that Monday night game. I mean, that defense was getting run through. Uh, I see Tennessee scoring many uh, plenty of points in this game. And they can just get up early, force him to throw, maybe get a few turnovers, which Tennessee actually has been good at getting turnovers this year. And that's part of their only hope. I was talking to anybody. <laughs> yeah, they're probably But um, I think you'll know in the first quarter who's going to win this game. Think, you don't think there'll be a comeback? I don't. 
I don't know. I I think the first quarter might be might be even, and the Ravens will start to pull away after that. That's kind of how I see it. But uh, the way these two these two teams run the ball, this game might be over in two hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it'll be over by three yep. o'clock. But uh, I think it's definitely the game of the weekend. I think so it's definitely too. Definitely one I want to watch. And we we left this game for last for a reason. <laughs> Pick Menjis and his favorite team, the Chicago Bears. They're nine and a half point underdogs. I will take the points. I think Chicago does cover in this game. I think they lose by a touchdown. But I take the Saints in this one at home. I do think it's a little closer than people think. Like I said, I think the Bears match up well, um, specifically with their defense against Drew Brees, who really can't push the ball downfield. I think Kamara's the difference. Um, and this defense will get after Trubisky. I see a 20. 20- Four seventeen win for the Saints. Yeah, I don't. I don't think the Bears need the points because they're going to win outright. Oh, oh boy. boy! I think. I think last time they played wasn't Nick Foles the quarterback, and he's. Yeah, it wasn't and, close and Nick game. Foles the quarterback, and he stinks. Trubisky, Trubisky's yeah. more of a playmaker with his feet and uh, making plays, extending plays, and I don't know. I just think. I think the Bears with this defense, Drew Brees. I mean, he hasn't shown much this year. I don't. I think he's kind of hit the end of his career this year, and rumors he might retire after this year. So, I mean, and Kamara is playing in this one. If he wasn't playing, I would actually think the upset, you know, yeah, would Kamara, be really possible. Kamara is a good player, but uh, I don't know. I just like the Bears' defense. I like I like Trubisky to manage this game enough, and uh, David Montgomery. He's been down the stretch. He's been one of the best running backs in the league. So I like kind of continue to feed off him, and and the bear and the Bears win a close one, twenty three twenty one. Oh, yes, boy. and hey, and if and if it happens, you heard it here first. I've been calling upsets for a while, Dick. So, all right, I'll say this though: that this mini winning streak they had at the end of the year and, and making this playoffs might be the worst thing that happened to this franchise. This is what I wanted to say from the other oh, night. This is what I you think had. This, I think. I think this means that they're going to extend Trubisky another year, Matt Nagy. I think it's the worst thing for the franchise personally. I think they'll be. It won't be a very good – this little playoff run will make them sign these guys term, kind of like what they did in Jacksonville with Blake Bortles. And, you know, you saw that ended up – I see a similar situation here in Chicago. I really do. I don't know. If they, if they win this game, then obviously, yeah. But if they get their pants pulled down by uh, New Orleans, then they might they might decide that uh, just go on nine and seven – or they went eight and eight. They'll they? go eight and nine. They went eight and eight, snuck in the playoffs and just – just ain't quite good enough. So I don't, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think, I'm not off Mr. Trubisky yet. I'm not off Matt Nagy yet. I think, I think people, a lot of people give Trubisky shit just because Deshaun Watson and uh, Mahomes went behind him and they're obviously better quarterbacks. But I don't think Trubisky's necessarily a bad quarterback. I don't know. uh, I don't know. Just watch it. If you watch the games, folks. Yeah, we're going to watch him win on Sunday. Yeah, I don't know about that. We're going to watch him win. So, uh, Probably watch him so, go yeah. to Cancun after the game. No, I don't know. It's still a heck of a season, and I'm I'm not I'm not quitting on him yet. I I was 100 percent off, but uh, I can't believe this. But I can't believe I'm picking them. But I this is a pick partly with my heart. But I also I can see it happening. The Saints they've lost some bad games. They haven't played well all the games. They did play well against Zimmer, but uh, that don't mean much. 
Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, this Saints team is definitely prone to some uh, playoff upsets. I will, I will yeah, give you that. I, that I was going to say that too. They sometimes in the playoffs they they lose the teams they shouldn't. Beast Quake I saw ten years ago today was the Beast Quake. They were uh, heavy favorites in that game as the number one wild card team and end up losing that game. So, and, so anything can happen. And last year. They lost and to Kirk Cousins. Year. Yep, yep. I will say he's probably one. better than Mitch Trubisky, but they're they're kind of a similar the before, path. The year before that was the Minneapolis Miracle, and also the Rams. And the and the Rams. Jared yeah, Goff so. went in there and uh, won that game to get to the Super Bowl. Obviously, oh, the pass they, interference call, which they complained about for about they, three. People complain about that, but uh, what people forget is the Saints had the ball first in overtime. It could have went down and score and won. They didn't. Yeah, I know. and they got picked. Yeah, Drew Brees choked when he could have just went down the field and won, and that pass interference wouldn't have mattered. But uh, that's that's beside the point. So, but the Saints and those a couple of those most of, a lot of those losses. I don't know. No, Minneapolis Miracle wasn't, but the rest of those losses were in the Superdome with fans, and this is the Superdome without fans. So, so it's not like they're undefeated and can't lose in the Superdome. It could definitely happen. So, yeah, and they're tough. Their top pass rusher, uh, Trey Hendrickson, will be out in this game. Uh, this defense is still pretty good, though. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore will cover Allen Robinson probably most likely. Uh, that Hopefully they do because Janoris Jenkins, I don't know, man. He's he's getting up there a little bit. Florida guy, though. Yeah, he sucks. Nah, I don't know about that. but <laughs> No, he's past his prime, though. I'll say that. Jackrabbit. So what do you uh... – think about the situation in, uh, that's developing with the Houston Texans and Deshaun Watson and this GM and, and uh, head coaching search? I think I think Deshaun Watson's in the right mind and he needs to get the hell out of there. This team, they don't have draft picks. They're kind of stuck stuck in neutral. neutral. They can't really go. Huh? I said stuck in neutral. That's what I said, stuck in neutral. They can't, they can't do anything to make themselves better. So, I mean, Deshaun Watson is really the only bright spot and J.J. Watt, they both need to get out of there for, so they can actually do something with their careers and and get some Lombardis. I don't, I don't know where that is or what's what's the price you give up for them, but uh, I think there's a lot of teams that definitely have some interest. Oh, there would be plenty of teams that would. I, you know, they hired this new get, G- GM without Watson really knowing. I, I really don't have a problem with that. I think sometimes these quarterbacks want a little bit too much power, but. Definitely should be in on the uh, the head coaching search, but I think it goes back to more than just what's happening now. I think it's the past trading uh, Hopkins away and just all the draft picks. I think that's what Watson's more frustrated about is this yeah. lack of people he got around him. Mean, it's tired shit, folks. I mean, yeah. it's, it's um, talk about just a fraud, not even fraudulent, just awful roster. Yeah, just yeah, it, it doesn't it doesn't appear to be good. It just is bad. You just look at it and be like, it's bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I hope I hope Deshaun Watson gets traded somewhere to a good team and can can really shine and maybe maybe make a Super Bowl run. It's hard to say, but but I'll be rooting for him. Yeah, I think it'll be an interesting storyline heading into the offseason right up there with uh Philadelphia. Yep. So who do you think um the I will we'll go with three people. Who do you think's under the most pressure this postseason? Three guys. Player guy, or coach. Player or coach. I think, believe it or not, I want Big Ben's under a lot of pressure. I think, kind of, he come back saying he wanted to make these runs, so he he better make them. So that's your number one guy. 
I don't know about number one, but he's he's under a lot of pressure. Yeah. Uh, another guy under a lot of pressure. I think. I think it might be Drew Brees and Sean Payton both, just because these last four years they haven't they haven't done much in the playoffs with good teams, and as we know, Drew's Drew's clock's kind of running out here, so uh, so they need to kind of it's kind of now or never, you know what I mean? So yeah. So they better they better do it now, or uh, it it's might never happen. It's, it's it's retired. Drew Brees will be calling plays for NBC. I think he got hired for so yeah, he'll be on the mic there. And another guy I think's under a lot of pressure is, uh, I would say, I'd say Lamar Jackson just hasn't hasn't played well in the playoffs ever. They've always had good regular season teams since he got drafted and they always kind of falter in the playoffs. And this is kind of finally, he needs to finally step up and show, show this isn't just an all regular season thing. He can, the way he plays can be effective in the playoffs and, and get the Ravens, get the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I agree with your big Ben one. I think he's definitely under pressure, especially facing the squad. He's facing first round. Uh, he's talked about, Maybe this being his last playoff run, and you know, but how he wants to win multiple Lombardies, he he changes his mind a lot, though, folks. I mean, it's always drama with Big Ben, big drama, <laughs> big elbow. Yep, and big elbow with that bionic <laughs> arm, folks. Uh, but yeah, I think he's under some pressure. Definitely, uh, I, I'd probably go with um, uh, Lamar Jackson too. I think he just needs to get the playoff win, get that monkey off his back and third guy I'm going to go with I think he's under the most pressure is Aaron Rodgers he needs a second Super Bowl to cement his legacy I think this is the best year and the best chance he has he finally got home field advantage all those home games in Lambeau the NFC's kind of meh uh, you know I, I think it's got to be his year to do it or you know again he's I, I think he'll play more years uh, probably you know four or five but I think this is his best shot of Super Bowl. I think he got to get it done this year. I agree. I that'd probably be my fourth or fourth or fifth. Just another one I was thinking of. I think Bruce Arians is a lot under pressure. Finally brought in Tom Brady, who's a obviously a proven six-time Super Bowl champ quarterback who's been there before. So, so he's got to he's know what he knows what to do. So it's kind of up to Arians. Let team, Brady cook too. If this team's going to make a run, and they're playing a team that they should beat in the first round with against the football team, so so if they can't live up to that, I think it comes down on Arians, and I don't know, there's just a lot of pressure having Brady as your quarterback. You're expected to do really big things. Yeah, and I think if they do lose that game, uh, Brady really isn't going to get any heat. I mean, six times Super Bowl champion, you could say, oh, he had a new team, all this new stuff with with a COVID year, but I, I think Bruce Arians would take the brunt of this uh, of the loss. I agree. So now the grand finale. Yes, the sir. Wing for all week, night. all season. Ohio State, Alabama. I want to say it's a touchdown spread right now. I Alabama I favored. I, saw, I think I saw it's up to eight, but yeah, around touchdown. Yeah. Um, depends where you get it at. What what book you're uh, betting at? But uh, obviously we know you like. Oh, Christ. I. Did. Got Ohio State pillows, folks, sheets. Probably Cur- wears under Cur- too. Curtains. You but, name it. So what uh what's your prediction? What's your score in this game? 
Uh, I think, I think obviously I'm picking Ohio State. I think uh, Justin Fields and uh, Trey Sermon and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson and company in that offensive line continue kind of what they had against Clemson, score a lot of points. Defense does just enough, and I mean just enough, because I think Alabama's going to score a lot of points too. And uh, with Mac Wilson or you know, Mac Jones and uh, Najee Harris and Devontae Smith, uh, I think obviously they'll score points too. They got that kind of three headed monster there. So I just think really it's kind of come down to who got the ball last. And I think Fields can make a game winning drive there to win it, and they'll win 49 48. Wow, real high scoring real, there. Real high. And uh, I'm act- I'm actually gonna go thirty-eight. X Factor, Jalen Waddle. If he's back, that could throw a wrench in things. Yeah, I don't know how healthy he'll be even if yeah, he plays. Yeah, that is true though. But I'm gonna go thirty-eight, thirty-five. Pick them. Pick the tide. Pick against it. I love when people pick against the Buckeyes. Donuts against the Buckeyes. He's a hater. And this is gonna be a big surprise for uh, Luke Menges, but. I'm gonna go the Ohio State you in this asshole. game. I'll tell you, you why. Asshole. Now they're I will tell lose. you why. Now they're gonna lose because Dick is always <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I have been wrong, especially about college football <laughs> this year. I can't wait for it to be over so uh, I, I can be better next year, study up, or do something different. <laughs> listen, uh, I wasn't very good at it. But I'm gonna go 38-35, and I watched that Notre Dame. Um, Alabama game and, and Notre Dame was able to control the line of scrimmage a little bit running the football. I think Ohio State's going to be able to do that with uh, Sermon the way he's been playing. I really do. I think they're going to be able to run the football well, control that clock, keep the defense, um, Ohio State's defense off the field and and, uh, and Alabama's offense. And I think Justin Fields, I think he's on a mission um, to prove you know people wrong. They're kind of uh, talking down on them, I think Ohio State wins this one and just makes enough defensive plays. I think the front – That's what I said, just enough, just enough. And I think the center's been out for Alabama. I don't think it was a big thing playing against um, Notre Dame, but I think it will make a difference in this one. I think they get pressure up the middle. Mac Jones really doesn't move too, too well. Um, I mean, they can score on anybody, so I expect Alabama to score points. But if Florida put 45 up on them, I think Ohio State can do the same thing. That's, that's kind of what I, any any good offense. I mean, hell, Ole Miss put points up on them. So, so that's Ryan Day, very creative mind. So yeah. I expect him to have some good uh, plays up his sleeve in this game. I agree. No coach bar plays. No coach bar plays. They're all all dynamic. So I actually I don't know. I forty nine forty eight is kind of high. I'll say forty two forty one. Yeah, <laughs> I take it back. <laughs> So you were very surprised I took Ohio State here. I, I was very surprised. I really don't like it. I, like I said, <laughs> I don't. Oh, I need I need them to win. <laughs> yeah, I need them to win too for my for my for my health. <laughs> yeah, and your predictions, and I'll be wrong again. Though I'll be right in wrong anyway. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I like I said, folks, I think it, it I think the, it'll be a good game regardless. It'll come down to come down to the end. I wish they were playing this game on a weekend or something too. They're I don't always like play on Mondays. You'll be I, uh, I don't like it. You'll be sawing logs by halftime. No, I'm gonna try to stay up and watch this one. <laughs> better, get a, better get a nap in. I may have to. <laughs> but I do expect a good one in this game. And like I said, I'm glad college football will be over because it was not a I mean it was a five hundred year at best. I think I, I looked at my record this year. Five hundred that's a 
that's actually not bad. I would have guessed you were worse. <laughs> no, it was 500, but uh, it wasn't very good. Uh, NFL was definitely a lot better, but hopefully next year I can do better, but probably got to listen to uh, to Luke a lot more here, folks, on the Richard. college football stuff. He's He's been a lot better than me. Yeah, I, don't know. I just I pay attention to college more. It seems like I've kind of had a hunch for things, but uh, also I just – I don't know. High State – if hey, I will say this hot take, hot take. I will sacrifice the Steelers losing. I don't care. I like if they lose, I and the Buckeyes win, I do not care about the Steelers. I will let them lose. It means a high stage they would arise to college football and win the championship. No, that'd be yes. the ultimate worst thing to see yes. from the Cleveland Brown fans on Twitter because they're also <laughs> Iowa State fans. It would be I don't it'd care. Be it'd be so worth it for me. Awful to see on Twitter and just oh, would it be sickening? I, I can't a, see that. That'd be a heck of a day for them, wouldn't it? Or two days. Oh, God, I've been waiting for 20, 30 years about it. They'll probably blow a gasket over it. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't, I mean, I'd rather see Ohio State win a national championship than Pittsburgh win a Super Bowl. Yeah, see, I don't agree there, but and even though it is, um, and it's not even the Super Bowl for the Pittsburgh yet, they still have to win that game and win what three more. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and we'll be talking about uh, the 2021 future uh, picks for college football, too. Yep. Plenty of hot takes. Yep, plenty of hot takes. And we'll start start getting into basketball a little bit, huh? Yeah. The NBA? We will be. Um, God, no. Yeah, I'd say probably not. <laughs> not a big NBA guy, but there's a few players I might dis- we might discuss, though. Uh, Kyrie Irving, I'm not a big fan of that guy. I don't, I don't think he'll win anything ever again. Yeah, you don't think so? Don't think him and KD can put something together? No title again. And, uh, James Harden's just, just lazy, fat. fat. <laughs> just um, going to strip clubs. Yeah, he might as well just go to Cancun. <laughs> he might as well. But a uh, great weekend of football. There'll be um, – Yeah, I'm excited. Starting tomorrow. Um, I'm season of Chief. You Chief, are Chief Chief. Yes, <laughs> I'm Richard. <laughs> Middle name's Richard, so they call me Dick. Yep, and that's <laughs> your uh, Friday night edition of Dick's Picks. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, thanks for listening, donuts. Yeah, cut it. <laughs>